friends. Welcome to the Creative Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Caldwell, and I'm so happy you're here. Each episode, I take some time to chat with fellow artists about life, faith, and the impact of the arts. So the young dancer and tend to, you know, more like, um, yeah, their, their job is to dance somebody's choreography. But I want them to take some time to explore their own, you know, voice and own movement. Because when it's without no judgment, mm-hmm. and if you're kind of dancing to who you are, the movement has life and beautiful because it's, that is, you know, the voice God has given to you. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope your week is off to a great start. Are you subscribed to the show? If not, today is the perfect day to subscribe. When you subscribe to the podcast, new episodes will be ready and waiting for you every single Tuesday. Today, I have the joy of introducing you to Shizu Yasuda. Shizu is currently the artistic director of Adeum 2 Dance Company, or AD2. She began her professional career as a freelance dancer in New York City, after which she performed nationally and internationally as a principal dancer with Adeum Dance Company. We talk about Shizu's journey, starting with her years growing up in Japan, then her season of freelancing in New York City, and then what brought her to Adeyem Dance Company in Houston, Texas. In our conversation, Shizu and I talk about some of her favorite experiences as a professional dancer, as well as a director and choreographer. We talk about the power of art and the value of finding your voice as an artist. Shizu shares her faith journey through the challenges of life, including illness, injury, and spiritual emptiness. I'm so thankful that Shizu and I have had the opportunity to work together and be in community together through Adeyem. Enjoy my conversation with Shizu Yasuda. Thank you so much, Shizu, for coming on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, I'm so excited to get to share your story with our listeners and just to get to catch up a little bit. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, do you want to just share a little bit about who you are and what you're up to? Yes. Okay. So, uh, my name is Shisiasta, and actually, I'm um, the artist director of the second company of Adim, Adim 2. And, well, of course, you know, can we uh, close down? the season a little bit earlier because of the um, coronavirus, but the company is trying to have um, just in a keep going to the right. summer intensive, but uh, we are planning to just, you know, either on site and also, you know, on the Zoom and then, yeah, it's a great, um, Actually, you know, we are experiencing a great thing that we have, you know, on the company uh, class on the uh, Wednesday, every Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Over Zoom. Yeah, over Zoom. And the people are taking classes from all over the world. Wow. So it's really, um, it's going to be really beneficial that, you know, gonna, we still keep offering um, Zoom uh, summer intensive. And because uh, we have uh, Alicia McGrath. Is going to oh, teach yeah. Steve Rooks and then also mm-hmm. draw comedy, comedy and a bunch of you know uh, amazing uh, teachers from uh, you know across the you know across the United States and right. so yeah that's so nice I guess this is the benefit of being virtual <laughs> being on yes. Zoom so yes. yeah definitely well I'm glad that you're still able to take class and teach and I know it's been very different <laughs> being virtual for sure. So, yeah. yeah. So do you want to share a little bit about how you got into dance in the first place? Oh yeah. Because, um, I grew up, um, small city in Japan and then, but, uh, so when I was a kid and there's, you know, the girls, you know, manga comics and story about, you know, kind of ballet, um, the small girl pursuing it, pursuing, you know, and ballet world and that oh, was yeah. kind of kind of got popular among the kind of girls and so then I want to you know start you know, dancing ballet and but my parents never ever like they're not liking the people and encouraging dancing okay yeah and yeah but 
So when I were at the birthday of my fourth grader and my mom gave me pointe shoes oh, and really? I was so, yeah, I rejoiced a lot. And so dad, you know, watching. And so then he allowed me to get in local ballet school. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is how I started. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So about how old were you then? Was that about like nine or 10 years old? I think, yeah. Could be I started, I think, yeah, I started, you know, dancing, yeah, 10 years old. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And then, so what was, I guess, the next step? So you were taking ballet, and then when did you get introduced to Adeyem Dance Company? It's a way back. Yeah. <laughs> so just in a kind of, just as a skip, in a kind of, so many years, but uh Long story short, and so I decided myself, to, you know, and locate. Uh, I decided to locate myself to New York, and because I want to, you know, uh, study dance more, and then because you know, um, dance studio I was learning at Tokyo, and they were inviting a bunch of you know master teacher from New York, mm-hmm. and but super expensive, and then I kind of thinking about you know just. Um, keep going um Japan and so then locate myself in Japan maybe even kind of New York is cheaper mm, and then yeah. so there it's a more like you know there's a more in a kind of great you know um all in a great school is in the same place right. same all the and opportunities so, there yeah. yeah and then I moved there and then while I was you know studying and dance at this different schools and then I was freelancing and one day I actually I one day I was in you know, walking down uh, Broadway and 43rd Street and so there I saw the first project dance was going on oh and, wow you were just yeah. walking down yeah I did not know what was that but I was so drawn into and because ah. I totally you know, kind of could tell something is really different mm-hmm. yes after that so I think next year or two years later and I took audition with Adim well actually can I found the audition notice in the backstage secular oh, yeah. you know newspaper and I just uh, went there went to take audition and then here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's so neat. That's so yeah. cool. So then you transferred to Houston or moved to Houston. And let's see, how many years have you been part of the company? 16 years. That's so amazing. So amazing. So cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great though. So as you have been dancing both freelance and then with Adeum, you know, what were some, what have been some of your favorite experiences as a professional dancer? Well, yes, actually, um, so New York and then, well, Adim is a little bit different, but New York is, um, it's quite, I was, it's a some dance project and mm-hmm. I could have opportunity to dance with the really amazing dancers. And then, uh, my former dance partner, he is dancing at Alameen Ailey now. Oh, and cool. oh, yeah. actually and two dancers and I danced together they are in Alvin Ailey mm-hmm. and then yeah it's like just some um dancer was dancing in the Martha Graham dance company and so it's really great you know opportunity to dance with great dancers and then yeah its audience is it's a little bit different than, you know, Adium, and but mm-hmm. it's really fun. And but challenging is that as pickup down, so it's really hard for, you know, kind of companies to carry the season all the way. Mm-hmm. So freelance means, you know, kind of picked up. And so there's certain, you know, kind of uh, amounts and rehearsal. But after that, just you know, kind of you have to keep taking audition, audition, audition. Right. And I got a bit tired. And then, yes, Adim, and there is a consistent. So it's a really a professional environment. It's like, so Monday through, you know, kind of um, 
Thursday. Well, originally, and it used to be Monday through Friday. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but as you know, so many um, dancers have to go out to teach. And so then we keep, you know, kind of four days, but still kind of full. And then it's really, uh, it's a rhythm is there. Mm-hmm. And so then I don't have to work with, the, okay, so then our uh, project is over. And, and so I have to you know, kind of, you know, pay my, the pay to take classes. And oh, so, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice that Adam has been consistent, you know, a consistent job and training too. Yeah. yeah to right. Keep up classes and everything. So, yeah. yeah. So what was the experience like when you first moved to Houston to join the company? Okay. Well, the hardest thing was I did not have a car. So oh, that would be really hard. Yeah. In New York, it's yeah. easier because you can Easy. take the subway yeah. or walk. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that is another thing. Well, it's just, um, it's a scary thing is that driving car in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then, but got in it also, like, I did not know how much financing, I did have no financing to buy a car. Mm-hmm. But God is so faithful. And then, so he provided me car and everything. And then, well, another you know, kind of thing is that, of course, you know, kind of so many people know that I came as a Buddhist. And so, and then I never, well, there is, you know, uh, Christian people in New York and, but it's so rebellious. And then it's when, um, it's a quite in a kind of, uh, cultural shock and Christian people in New York and then more than just Houston, especially again, Adim is everybody is so committed, you know, Christian. Very committed to their faith. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite in a kind of big culture shock. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Actually, that would be great to hear a little bit about your story, your journey with faith, and how that, I guess, how that interacts with your journey as an artist. Well, when, since I was in a kind of uh, small and I was really seeking um, the truth, some some truth like um not in a kind of general world you know, the, the principle but just universal truth where there's a, some you know some you know kind of um power or authority and mm-hmm. behind the entire you know pheno- phenomena of the universe but actually i encountered the bible uh when i was fourth grader or fifth grader and by in the sixth grader i read all the bible But actually, my mom was really kind of just surprised because um, there was no Christian people around. And so then there was no church environment. And so she did not know why I was so into the Bible. But but more than kind of read. And so then I got starting to question about especially in the kind of Old Testament and so the image of the God that punishes and the so God ordered you know, David to kill, you know, uh, all the, you know, enemy, including yeah. innocent children and women. And so that is how could this can God. And so then, then there's a bunch of, and also in the kind of, I went through really, you know, kind of hard time and because all my kind of siblings, including me, went through in a severe uh, skin disease mm. and that, was devastating so yeah. and actually my sister got bullied in school because of a skin condition oh, and okay. then and then it's um it's really even kind of just hard to you know share the story and then mm-hmm. but I just asked you know kind of got the question so we never okay so what caused this and so what did I do? I never, you know, kind of kill the people. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people doing, you know, more horrible things, but they are just, you know, and living, you know, painless in a life. And then, and I could not find any answer from the Bible. And then it just really, uh, if we say it's, it's all God's will, what is the God's will to you know, kind of make us suffer like that? And so right. then I decided, yeah. So then I decide to I decide to not to believe in God at all and I became atheist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but 
it's in kind of life. The, my skin condition got you know, healed due to um, you know, uh, strict you know, Eastern medicine diet. Mm-hmm. And so, and because uh, Western, so my mom could not trust, you know, Western, you know, kind of treatment anymore. And then just we uh, decided to follow some time, uh, yeah, sort of Eastern, Eastern diet and raising, you know, kind of immune system and detoxing the body and everything. Mm-hmm. And so then, yes, it was cured. But just more, uh, more I live and then spiritual emptiness getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to New York and one day I felt like, you know, the life, you know, hit the bottom. Uh, and yeah. then, so that is the time and I encounter my Buddhism teaching, Buddhism teaching. And then it's really a uh, I still remember the uh, moment that I just really felt that all the you know, kind of um, dark cloud melt out and light didn't you know, start to you know, kind of um, illuminate all the question. And so I just really felt like light came in my life. Mm. Then I, yeah, started quite in a devoted, you know, um, Buddhist. And so I went to, you know, the meeting and the prayer session and then but I was struggling to finding you know dance co- uh, my da- dance company and I want to get in solid dance company and then but more I pray I started to get in you know the audition really far so mm-hmm. even uh really famous companies audition I got you know kind of really really you know, kind of uh, last call or last call oh yeah or, kind of yeah. like callbacks and everything and yeah. almost to like almost to the end of the audition yeah so then uh, I couldn't you know, kind of see um huge difference and so then transformation but if you cannot get job and so it is as good as nothing right. and then but my uh leader told me that um just you know write down all the you know, lists I want to from the dance company and the pray. And actually I prayed seven hours, five hours. Sometimes, you know, when I did seven hours prayed. And wow. but more than I prayed, somehow more than Christian people start coming to my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then all the you know kind of uh, audition in door was closed. And then I met, you know, Randy. And so then after our uh, audition of Adim, and then he shared why, you know, kind of we are dancing. And so then he just, you know, shared that dancing is a gift. And so then the gift is we have gift to bless people. Mm-hmm. And then by blessing in people, your life is going to be uh, blessed. And I got in tears. And so then, well, yeah, make it short. And then... Yeah, that year I moved myself to uh, Adium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while I am Adium and I was still a Buddhist, um, but my, uh, Randy never ever tried to force me to convert myself to Christianity. He mm-hmm. never, even a single attempt, he never done that. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so he accepted me who I was. And then... One day, just, you know, kind of came to the point that Jesus, I want to, you know, kind of accept you, my savior. <laughs> wow, that's so neat. And when, how long ago is that, that that happened? I think it was 2013. Okay. Yeah, because I remember, I think I remember while I was there in Ajayam 2, that I got to be there when you were baptized. So yeah. That was such a special day, too. Yes. Yeah. So cool. So definitely a lot of excitement and joy and just mm. getting to be there and witness that moment you know that was really really cool we were like out at the apartment pool and- yes <laughs> and then yeah we get to apartment pool and okay she's bumped this me and uh, over and go back to the studio and the <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> keep working now <laughs> yes 
Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Huh. And how have you felt your faith influence your work recently too? Or I guess since then? Mm, well, the thing is that, you know, getting baptism doesn't mean, you know, kind of life challenge will go away. Mm-hmm. And then I explained, you know, quite you know lots of life challenges but the great thing is that i have in the faith community mm-hmm. and so like the always you know, kind of people uplift me and when i go down and so just you know they speak in life over my life and that is the most important thing right yeah definitely i know a little bit of your story that you dealt with back a back injury yeah do you want to share a little bit about that story and that process what it was like with your injury yes well the thing is that well i'm i was such a hard worker and every year i just you know kind of push myself to you know, over my limit and physically emotionally and then spiritually and then but i kind of start started losing you know kind of joy of dancing because life was so overloaded and then uh, dance performance and the financial burden and also in the kind of just uh stress of the you know the juggling with teaching job mm-hmm, yeah. and then i think so we have i have been doing such a you know, kind of lifestyle for many years and then i think it started like you know just um spiritually i was got weary mm-hmm. and then yeah so the first thing is that i injured my knee okay. and because jumper knee and then it's a com- maybe compensation and it came down to the ankle and because i so then i had a severe tendonitis and one day you know my ankle was totally freeze up and i could not even move and then oh wow and but I, because you know, can just I cannot you know kind of dismount you know, from jump into down right and into so like the, a PA or mm-hmm. yeah I think it came to my back oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense the um, ripple effect a little bit of one injury yeah. and then yeah when you compensate for it and then it goes yeah. into another spot so yeah yeah that sounds painful yeah but I think you know kind of just I. I kind of losing the first love of dancing. And so maybe, you know, just the time and also just, you know, kind of, I have sense, you know, kind of just how, how can I say some way in the young, you know, kind of generation rising up and then just some way I feel like maybe that is a time to step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a, such a dancing, it's such a familiar, and then it kind of give me strong you know, kind of identity. Right. It's really it's hard to do that. Hard to step back. Yeah. Yeah, because I felt I felt who I was through dancing. Even it's hard. Right. And so yeah, it was really hard to let go. But I think I just I feel like in the Lord and just you know forced me to stop. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And. So how has the process of recovery looked like? Well, still I have, you know, kind of pain. And so it's not the same as before. Well, because right. that is my age. That is my age. It's a normal. But, yeah. <laughs> right? so I think, you know, just a muscle spasm. And then I really have to, you know, kind of reteach myself to take care of my body. But have to rest i have to rest and i have to mm-hmm. even just um then but still the kind of just i feel like i could do like before but some certain movement they just forget about it yeah <laughs> yeah and, not doing that anymore right <laughs> yeah and then i just gave up like a petty alleglo and then those things yeah. i just if i if I can take in a kind of full ballet class that is a hallelujah moment <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's hard. And especially even for me, I thankfully haven't had a very serious injury or anything, but just not taking class consistently. It's hard to make it through a full ballet class anymore because yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's demanding, you know, it's very demanding on the body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, kind of, I, the one, if I, when I go back to, you know, kind of Japan, there's amazing, you know, 
the Chinese medicine doctor and then well, a chiropractic doctor, but he does everything, acupuncture and everything. Oh yeah. And and so that he was amazing. And but while even I was working with him, and so then just I kind of some way I know okay, so this tightness in the cozy in my back tight more or whatever. Mm, how it's connected, and, yeah. Yeah. And then well, the thing is that I dance less. That is the thing. Right, that's true, yeah. that's true. Fall is a great time to listen to audiobooks. If you're back to a daily commute or dropping kids off at school, check out a free trial of Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from the monthly selection, and access to daily news digests and more. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. Visit audibletrial.com slash creativeimpact. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash creativeimpact for your free Audible trial. Now, back to my conversation with Shizu. love to talk more about now that you're directing Adam 2 and teaching you know what has that experience been like now transitioning more into a directing role yes well actually I love it well of course challenging and but okay here's the thing so when I am me is dancing and then there's a limitation that you know uh, only one person can do Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. even go to kind of company. And so some people have different strengths and like, okay, oh, but she's doing such a cool thing and just take it. Or right. kind of just, yeah. And it's, um, it's joy. And then sometimes, you know, um, variety and of the variety of the dancers bringing in you know, so much colors. And then they, the mostly, you know, my, the I think it's the uh, same as all the choreographers, but choreographers get inspiration from dancers too. Mm-hmm. And so it's the core, you know, that is a uh, core labor and with trusting each other. Mm-hmm. And but it's like also, you know, I feel so challenged because of uh, dealing with girls is all passionate. And so I just have to, you know, always I'm under the pressure. I have to create excellence. Right. I'm yeah. sure that does feel like a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. And so, but sometimes, you know, kind of, it's a, a, I learned a lot. So, of course, you know, kind of just I want to explore what is, what kind of, you know, uh, movement vocabulary I have. But, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, utilizing and dancers' natural, natural movement that is their own voice. If we utilize that, because the movement is so true for them. Right, right. Yeah. So something I have never expect will come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because I think it's easy probably as a choreographer to – usually choreograph or create things that we feel comfortable with or that we would naturally do. But that's a great Mm -hmm. point that if you look to what your dancers are naturally talented Mm -hmm. at or their voice, that brings a whole nother level or more Mm -hmm. variety probably as well. Yeah. So that I want to learn how I can just, you know, kind of um, how make my choreographic process more cooperate with such, you know, kind of um, their um, natural, you know, gift mm-hmm. of, the, of dancers, and then, yeah. But sometimes I have a clear vision, and this should be this, and so right. <laughs> That's great. And you've been yeah. choreographing really all throughout the years as well, you know, right. for the company, and then also um, probably outside teaching in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I remember one of my favorite memories was in my time at Ajm Two was dancing in the piece you choreographed for. Is it Champions Forest Church? And we did. Oh my gosh, Mary. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> it was so beautiful and it was such a special piece to be a part of, you know? Yeah. Actually, and still, you know, um, that the picture of you was in Champion Forest. Really? Yeah. I was wow. like, yes, that is That's Rachel. So cool. <laughs> I love it. I know. That, and it was so neat. We'll have to, maybe I can link to a video or something or a picture, but they, it was a big piece of fabric. Yeah. Had, and, um, and then it's, there was multiple places where different dancers would be connected to the fabric, I guess, like a big yeah. skirt. And then we were all connected and it was, yeah, it was just very mm-hmm. powerful telling yes. the story. Yeah. I think I remember the experience because, um, the, I talked with a pastor and actually a pastor came to us and I was sitting with Randy. And so then actually, and they, um, the church they used in work and they started dance ministry and they were not much, you know, kind of agreed with dance ministry. And so then they said they just, you know, kind of locate themselves from this church, but he, they say like, you know, okay, that is how, you know, kind of dance ministry work. And like so many people got touched by your dance. And oh, then, so cool. and I really feel like, you know, you are a um, gentle, you know, character is so probably much to be the character of Mary. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, it's definitely an honor to get to dance that role. And um, I loved your choreography there. And yeah, what what do you think are some of your main inspirations when you choreograph? That's a good question because every single time is different. Okay, So yeah. nothing is the same. And then I am really slow choreographer. Um, That's okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like that too. <laughs> so sometimes I get inspiration from music, and sometimes I get theme. And then, so for example, like, um, and also kind of some pressure. And then, right. and one time um, that yes, I when I you know, created you know, a dance piece called Miracle. And I encountered amazing, amazing in music. And so then I feel like, yes, I have to kind of set peace on this one. And I listen the music. And so then, and also in a kind of, I just, you know, uh, went to silence ministry and there's a little center and, and close to the university of Houston there's a place mm-hmm. for you know gonna silence the ministry and so I went there and the ground myself and with the Bible and just you know kind of just let you know the Lord guide my soul thoughts and so then and actually it's quite it's only four minutes in you know, a kind of four minutes piece it took like three months to even you know, kind of so start and get together um, yeah. then but it was really really powerful and then. Even dancers, even you know, kind of, uh, dan- my dancers made me speechless. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's such an, a powerful moment as a choreographer. Yeah. When you experience that moment. Yeah. Right. And another thing is that, okay, so then I choreographed, you know, Mastermind because um, that is totally, um, process is super different. And, I just, you know, kind of sent, you know, chunk of the uh, movement. Mm-hmm. And then, so I did not have to, I, that back then I did not have to complete the piece when I submit, but it should be, you know, kind of world premiere. And then they accepted my movement. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. But I got, <laughs> okay, that is the JCC and I've got, you know, um, call from Maxine that is she is she is directing the uh, Houston choreographer six that oh, dancing yeah. and she was on at the office and she's 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 like um uh, okay she's I know that you are at um with a dance company and then but as you know contract says it's secular should it be secular mm-hmm. and and Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. So then I even just, but I'm using, you know, kind of a dim dance, a dim girl. And so 
that is something they can also you know connect spiritually. Right, right. For them, yeah. the meaning can be deep as well. Yeah. yeah. So then I research, but somehow God is great, and so then just I came to I encounter in the book and think and grow, uh, grow, uh, uh, grow rich, mm-hmm. and then that was you know kind of written by Napoleon Hill, and then but Napoleon Hill was coached by Andrew Carnegie. And then, okay. Yeah. So Andrew Carnegie, and so then, so yes, it, uh, he's late in a kind of day, and he just on um decide you know devote his life and more than God, and so then he just in you know, a kind of was he was convicted that there is no principle that Napoleon Hill was you know praised in one of the most successful you know millionaire. But he just, you know, says there is the principle that, you know, everybody can achieve, you know, the highest potential in life. Mm-hmm. And then that is not only my benefit. Benefit should be, you know, kind of just um, everybody uh, should be, you know, told to everybody and then mm-hmm. ask Napoleon Hill to take 20 years, I believe. And so then, so just interview with all the you know successful people and then tell the people and then just you know kind of just find that just make them the philosophy but and both of them and clearly you know kind of just it was clear that you know they believe in god yeah yeah that is neat so that was the inspiration behind the piece Yes. Oh wow, that's so neat. Yes, and there is but there is in a kind of speaking. Uh, there is a Napo- I use a Napoleon Hill's a speech, but there is you know clearly the creator or in a kind of the another. Um, I think there's a part in the mention of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I love when uh, you know choreography, and that's one really great thing about dance and art in general is you know I think it can speak so much truth. Yeah. Whether or not it's very obvious, you know, but yeah, it can communicate emotions. And that's really neat. So you spoken word as well in the piece. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like it's just in you know, a kind of uterus. So then such uh, that is that. Um, how can I say that book is really um, popular among you know, business people. That's true. And- yeah. Yeah, I've heard of and, it before too. So. Yeah, and I just really feel like you know, kind of God loves you know, kind of world, and so then just uh, He finds a way to you know reach out the people who do not much you know kind of go to church, but still you know, kind of you know there is a principle that if we want you know kind of there's a principle that everybody can you know live fulfilling life. But that is God's gift. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing your process and inspiration. And it, that's true that it changes from piece <laughs> to piece and time to time. <laughs> yes. So, as a director, what has been one of your favorite things and then maybe one of the most challenging things? Favorite thing, of course, as a when dancer made me cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. This, well, the thing is that, you know, um, because choreographer can create movement structure, but that is a dancers who is going to, you know, blow life into the choreography in the piece. Mm-hmm. And so, and then when I, there is a moment, and so just a speed breakout. And then, and my, creation my choreograph work is just you know kind of becoming a totally you know new living beings and I feel like this is not mine right is, like it's yeah. no longer mine anymore it's yeah taken on its own life in a way yeah yeah and then when you know dancers um totally on and then they start to, you know, kind of speak because I truly believe that dancing movement is, you know, the not some carry the message. Yes. yes. So, and then, 
and also that is their voice. And so then my movement, beginning in the movement of my voice, then now it totally changed, becomes, you know, their voice. And mm. so that is my most, you know, kind of just, um, that is a moment I cannot quit. I cannot quit no. this job. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, well, challenging thing is, yes, because every year, uh, it's um, sometimes in the kind of same in the group stay. And mm -hmm. so, but it's a member quite often changes. And That's so, true. yeah. And then when I reset, you know, the existing piece, and um, existing piece was created on previous one mm -hmm. previous in the group and so then um to try to how can i say try i have even a kind of some you know kind of just um idea and also you know kind of what i want them but mm -hmm. kind of the vision of what it should be yeah it should be but at the same time and then well there's some definite you know kind of should be this one this, this one should be this way, this way, but I just do not want to kill their natural, you know, kind of voice. Mm, yeah. So how, um, how without hindering, okay, without totally changing, you know, my choreography, the idea of the concept of the choreography, but, and bring the piece different, you know, place without hindering, you know, that's new so dancers, you know, that's a hard that is a challenge I feel that too as a, a teacher and um working on pieces and you know you're working to make it cleaner and more mm -hmm. precise but it's true it's hard not to do that so much that then it takes the mm -hmm. that heart out of it you know yeah that style or voice so yeah a really good good point and a good thing to be working on and that's a challenge I face too yeah, yeah. And also, again, it depends on choreography. Some choreography just all about you know, precision. Mm -hmm. It should be, but more like in you know, a kind of just storytelling is. It's more in you know, a kind of um, I can utilize you know dancers, but if you know dancers you know kind of look like you know uncomfortable and struggling, and so then it just really how much you know, kind of I should challenge or should I push them? <laughs> right, right. The that balance, trying to figure balance, that out. Yeah. So true. Yeah, I yeah. definitely feel that as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, for people that are listening, I just kind of imagine that maybe we're in pretend, pretending we're kind of like at a coffee shop together and those yeah. people are here too. So, if they were sitting across from you, um, is there a word of encouragement that you'd want to share with other artists? Um, well, it's like for you, yeah. If still you know you are you are young dancer and then so the young dancer and tend to you know more like um yeah their their job is to dance somebody's choreography mm -hmm. and but I want them to take some time to explore their you know, own you know voice and own movement because um, when um, it's without no judgment. Mm -hmm. And then if you're kind of dancing to who you are, the movement has life and beautiful because it's, that is, you know, the voice God has given to you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you know, choreograph in the future and then start it early in when you're younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because by doing that, and so you can apply who you are to somebody's choreography sometimes they're gonna yes it's not the way sorry but it just you know right. because movement come from a choreographer it could be true for them yes of course and um, but also god has given you your voice and mm. um, because martha graham started her dance really um, late age and so her original teacher was not much interested in her because she was too late 
to start. <laughs> yeah. But I heard that the, you know she stayed in you know, um, the studio and just explore and just you know try to you know um, discover the voice movement, unique voice, and come out from with the body. And now she is a legend. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. She's one of the top names and dance ever probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow yeah. that's such a beautiful piece of advice and encouragement is it so easy yeah. I think to get I don't know to try so hard to fit some mm-hmm. other mold but then you know to be able to discover your own artistic voice that's so beautiful mm-hmm. yeah yeah then yes, because easily dance world, of course, if you can do some technique and so is required and then, but that is how people get discouraged. And so then some people can, I'm, I'm horrible turner. I never be able to remember my poet is my horrible. I am like, how can I say? I just really don't have gift of turning. Gotcha. <laughs> so I feel, poet, I feel that too. <laughs> And then, but then some people struggle with, oh, I don't have any you know, kind of just uh, extension, whatever. But easily, you know, kind of young dancers get called such a thing. And so I know that is, you know, kind of important and you have to work on, but that is not everything. Mm, so, so true. And above Fosse. And so he created the style, and because he was not good at the you know, ballet turning out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. And so you have unlimited, you know, your potential is unlimited. So, hmm. yeah, just find, you know, your own voice in the Lord. Mm, that's so good. Thank you, Shizu. So one fun question to finish us off today is what is one of your favorite things right now? It doesn't have to be dance related. It, it can if you want. <laughs> you know what? Okay, everything. I'm taking, um, actually taking, you know, um, the workshop. And then, okay, <laughs> because it's a, now it's a Zoom. Oh, right? yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. So I just really, if I go, you know, kind of take, you know, and well, actually, I'm going to so many, you know, famous um, dance you know, company and offering in offering um intensive by Zoom and then Limon did already and the mm-hmm. Master Graham Dance Company is also Graham School is also doing. Oh wow cool. yeah and then it's a you can take without you know kind of travel uh, paying travel fee and then also the hotel fee. Right. Yeah. Then also, and I'm living in a kind of sip, um, I'm in my own zone. Uh-huh. I did not get you know, imitated by young dancers. And so just, you know, I can, I can take, you know, such a workshop. That's true. And you don't have to worry about comparing yourself yeah. or anything. You can just yeah. enjoy moving. Yeah. yeah. That's so fun. I need to look up some of the workshops that are going on and yeah. And even the Ajayam one, I want to be able to do that as well. That would be really fun to get to take some yes. classes. So, yes. Yeah. Now, it's every Wednesday, and Adim is having the you know, classes. And so, then if you are interested in, and please contact, you know, uh, the contact the, the Randolph links through Adim website. Yes. 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 And then, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Shizu, what's the best way to do that? Um, yes, it's just a messenger, Facebook messenger. And also I am actually, I am creating, you know, 82's uh, website now. Oh, fun. Yeah. And so it's going to be published soon. And then, so you can, well, actually, if you, of course, so many people, you know, get interested in and main company, of course. And, but, and if you are more, wanted more training, and so then the website will tell you how, what the you know, 82 is doing. Yes. Yeah, so. that's great. It seems like 82 is doing a lot more performing and doing a lot of dance festivals and having a lot of really great experiences and opportunities now too. Well, obviously right now it's different, but yeah, different. generally. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
last yeah last year yes actually you know, uh, 82 went you know kind of dance committee quite a lot and so my dancers dance at warden theater and then also uh fringe festival and also the kind of dance you know uh hobby center and big theater and here and there and so then so we are supposed to um go to some dancers i was supposed to take you know some dancers to new york project dance but oh yeah yeah it was canceled but hopefully they see um yeah next year and i can take them over there. Yeah, I hope so too. Definitely yeah. being an 82 was one of my favorite experiences and uh, really treasure all those memories. So if anyone's out there interested in Adeum or 82, you should definitely check it out. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Shizu. It's been such a gift to get to talk to you. And I love hearing your story and getting to just catch up with you a little bit. So thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel. Shizu's story is such an inspiration to me. I love her encouragement to live authentically and find your voice as an artist. You can find links from the show in the full show notes on our website. Are you interested in supporting the show? Check out our Patreon community. As a supporter of the podcast, you get access to extra content that's only available for patrons. You can learn more at creativeimpactpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's creativeimpactpodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next week, you are in store for a special treat. Our first couples interview with Michael and Brianna Cash. Michael is actually the creator and producer of all the music you hear on the podcast. He and his wife, Brianna, are the worship leaders at Sugarland Family Church, and they're just all-around fun people. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Impact Podcast. The music for the show, as you now know, was produced by Michael Cash. Share the show with a friend and I'll see you next week for my conversation with Michael and Brianna Cash. Bye.